And we're back. We're back after a week. A week of partying. Yep, that's definitely what we've been doing. Um, happy Dynamite Day. Uh, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. As you can tell, I didn't do my hair today because... Yeah, but you've also I'm been driving tired. all over the place. Drive myself crazy. <laughs> so, AEW Dynamite. <laughs> uh, this was a this was a really fun show. Not super spectacular, but really fun. Um, we had the debut, the AEW debuts of um. W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass, and Diana Perrazzo. And might I say that both of them look fantastic on AEW. Like Dion- In spite of mm-hmm. being kind of squash, not squash, but like beaten. Yeah. Defeated. Yeah. Um, Morrissey played that crowd like nobody's business <laughs> and diana she's she just looked like diana out there she looked great yeah um let's see do you think this is going to lead to anything bigger with uh aw and impact you with forbidden door coming up no oh not really maybe but i don't think so just because diana got stepped on kind of um i mean diana might not be the only one like say you're scott demore put on the glasses your your height's probably his height put on the jacket um and and i'm tony khan my hair just got to get a little gotta get a little crazier yeah um and I say to you, I want two of your guys. First of all, why would I even say that? Why would I say I want Morrissey? Deanna, I understand. Got to unify those belts. Um, so I, I say, I want Deanna Perrazzo on AEW. So I can take the Ring of Honor belt back. And you... You say, why? Why, 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 why should I do that? Well, I own Ring of Honor. All right, well, um, showcase another one of our guys on there. QW Morrissey. But then Tony Khan says, hey, we're going to make both of them lose. And then Scott says, whoa, I don't know about that. And Tony Khan could could throw in, hypothetically, all right, you guys lose, we'll put some of your bigger guys, bigger metaphorically, on Forbidden Door. Maybe Moose, maybe Josh Alexander, maybe Tasha Steeles, or Mickey James, although I don't know if Mickey James is still with Impact. Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona. It, it, it's... 
I feel like there's there's got to be something that Tony Khan is giving in return. Or he's man whore mansplain manipulating his way out of this one. Tony Khan? Yeah. I don't know. Scott Demore is a smart guy. I don't think he would I don't think he would fall for that. And Gail Kim's smart too. I don't know. I, I just think we might see more of these crossovers. Maybe even someone on impact from AEW. Plus, you also have to remember, New Japan is crossing over with Impact as well. This might be a whole three-way forbidden door. This might be a revolving door. Jay White is on Impact right now, I believe. Yeah, he is. Still is. And he will be until at least Under Siege. Yeah, I think after Under Siege, he might be done. I have to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> he just says, I look like a prisoner in an old-timey movie. Actually, my favorite shirt. One of my favorites. Um, I wonder if Juice comes back to America and starts feuding with Finley, and then I have to cry every Thursday. Juice would also be someone good to to bring over to AEW. Now, this this also opens up. I think he'd be a good person because he can put over some AEW guys, but also be big enough to get a pop. Um, but. This opens up another question. The Owen Hart cop. There is a Joker. And with Forbidden Door coming up, who do you think that Joker could be? Togi Makabe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's I'm thinking someone um someone in Bowl Club. I feel like that might be the best best one. Bad like Fale. Oh wait, I don't know why I'm doing this yet. Fale would actually be a pretty good matchup to Samoa Joe and why are you sitting there like that? I'm just listening. Um, I just think like because Adam Cole and Jay White have been talking about, like, oh, we're going to make it the, um, the, like, this tournament's going to be all Undisputed Elite. And so, right now in the tournament is Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. That's it. From Undisputed Elite. Maybe they'll add a third in from Bullet Club, someone like El Phantasmo or Hikaleo. Someone who can give a big enough pop, like I said, um... Um, for Bad Luck Fale or, or Juice Robinson that's what I said it for and get a big enough pop but also have Samoa Joe win there's no way Samoa Joe's losing yeah I don't know how they're going to do that though like I don't know who would be a good matchup for Joe Miriam said, what if the Joker is just Jay Lethal and Joker is just a way to describe us, the viewers? <laughs> and me. Oh, God. If, it, if it's Jay Lethal, it's going to suck. Um, but I think they're, they're going to tease this Forbidden Door so hard. 
Um, Alright, so to talk about the actual episode a little further, we had Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy, own qualifier. We had um, Blackpool Comic Club versus AFO, a little squash match. A um, couple title matches announced. We had, we'll have Jurassic Express versus Hobbs and Ricky Starks, and uh, Ricky Starks versus uh, Jungle Boy for the FTW belt. Um, Wardlow versus W. Morrissey, which was a, a great match. Um, let's see, let's see. Adam Page with a little bit of heelness. Called, uh... Yeah, he, like, woke up on the wrong side of the fucking bed today or something. It was a nice bit of edge that it was definitely needed in his title reign, because he's been a bit too nice to everyone except Dark Order. Um, called Punk's and Dax Harwood's match masturbatory for Bret Hart. Dax Harwood uh, had a very <laughs> on-fire tweet about it. Said he's going to kick Adam Page's ass. Or beat the shit out of Adam Page. Um, we then had Santana versus Chris Jericho. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. whole thing with the Varsity Blondes and House of Black that wasn't very good had us kind of laughing through the whole thing. Bless you. Um, bless you. Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin in the Owen qualifier, which was uh, uh the the match that Gravity forgot. Um, we got a match announced for Double or Nothing, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Should be a re that'll be a really good match. Um, but would love a more like not charismatic, but like I guess a, a wrestler with a bigger, bigger personality than Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb bores me to like no end. Like she's she's got a boring look. She's a great wrestler. Fantastic wrestler. Um, I don't know. It makes sense with the rankings and all that shit, but... Um, then we had announced CM Punk vs. John Silver for next week. And then finally Mercedes Martinez uh, versus Deanna Perrazzo. For the uh, undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Championship. It was a great match. Pretty, yeah, pretty a uh, long night. It it really did feel like a long night. It was like nine thirty, and I was like, oh my god, it's, it's still have thirty minutes left in the show, and they gave yeah. us a commercial break in the last eight minutes, which is terrible. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about the news? Yeah, got a lot of news, um, but I'll try to get through it as quick as possible. Fuck. And if anybody hears like a loud crash, that's just everything that was sitting on this chair prior to me sitting in the chair, um, falling off the bed, which it is threatening to do. So when that happens, I'm just going to look at the camera and count to 10 and take some deep breaths. <laughs> All right. Um. 
let's start with some non WWE, non AEW news. Um, like for example, a fun fact. Ejo, um, which thank is you for the su subscription. Sorry. Thank you. Um, just a little fun fact, which is that um, apparently the whole time that like we talked about this, um, mm -hmm. when Moose's contract was expiring with Impact, and then he was like kind of like up in the air, like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Um, am I going here? Am I going to WWE? I don't know. He actually almost um, signed with WWE, apparently, but then pulled out. He, he would be a good fit for WWE. He would be a good fit really anywhere he goes, but he is killing it over at Impact, so I could see why Scott Demore would want him. Yeah. Um, also, um, I'm sure that Scott promised him the title um, oh, yeah. and was like... Yeah, it's it's what they do. It's what WWE does with a lot of People who try and leave, give them those mid-card belts. Mm -hmm. um, also, Idris said Mets won, the, Mets won the series against my Braves, so I subbed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't want to talk about baseball right now. <laughs> Today's game was bad, but... <laughs> oh yeah, no. The game today for you guys was not so good. Mm -hmm. The Yankee game was like fine, objectively. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, oh, <laughs> it's fine. Mm -hmm. I feel fine. Anyways, um, apparently Tessa Blanchard is no longer with Women of Wrestling. Um, apparently, um, there was, um. A lot of issues with her, which makes sense because it's Tessa Blanchard. What the yeah. fuck do you expect? A lot of um, uh, her being continuing to be toxic and and not calming down. Yeah, um, apparently she deactivated her social media as well. The, um, the, the thing that's like the weirdest thing about this is women. WOW uh, was like they made a huge concerted effort to bring Tessa back. Because they even yeah. had her fight, had a whole thing with Rosa Negra, the uh, the wrestler that Tessa Blanchard, uh, I think she like spat on her or something, or spat about her and called her the N-word. That's where that whole thing stemmed. Um, and, and even that didn't work. Yeah, um, apparently... There's an allegation that in a class in um, a couple like weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, Blanchard um, cut a promo on Americana, also known as Samantha Sage, um, where Blanchard apparently like walked all over um, Americana. And um, a lot of like the trainees were like, it's a bit much. Um, and then it was uh, a, a source apparently said that Selena Majors was brought back in um, in the place of um, of Tessa. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> that's the shortest lived like like created promotion. Yeah, someone. I know. Like if Cody left in like uh, a few months. Yeah. 
Um, some quick WWE news. Um, WWE announced their multi-year partnership with the Boys and Girls Club um, to support the Boys and Girls Club program called Be a Star. Um, I don't know how many years. Um, but yeah, it's they released a little statement on it today. Um, apparently, um, you know, it's like one of those things that John Cena is like really involved in or was really involved in, mm-hmm. um, along with like people like Montez Ford and, um, Bianca Belair, um, and to celebrate this new, uh, or re- renewed contract, um, the, uh, uh, several WWE superstars, um, went to the Union League Boys and Girls Club in Chicago. So that's a lovely little piece of news. Um, also, WWE apparently wants to bring Stand and Deliver to the UK. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so apparently the show in Cardiff that's going to happen with the main roster, um, that's going to be... I think in September. Um, but apparently in lieu of this, NXT is looking to bring Stand and Deliver over to the UK. Um, and they kind of want to do it around the same time as the Cardiff show, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But also Stand and Deliver kind of was always sort of like a July 4th vibe, I thought. No. No. No? You think? Oh, I'm thinking Great American Bat. Yeah. Dumbass. Um, but anyways, so they want to bring Stan Deliver over. Um, That'll be apparently sick. they're discussing it. Um, they want it for Clash at the Castle, which is apparently the name for the UK show. But um, it's also looking like Nashville might be more likely, so they might be doing it around SummerSlam instead. And isn't Stan and Deliver like WrestleMania? That's weird. It's normally they're they're. WrestleMania um partner. Like, yeah, I don't know. It it's, hey. uh, the the name was like intended to be like it's time for NXT to stand and show what everyone's capable of. Does anyone know what's going on over at NXT? No, I I hope Triple H comes back and is is working again with NXT. Well, I know he's not right now, because um, Shawn Michaels is currently in charge still. So. I don't know that that uh, spring break in was actually I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that was a great show. How? How was... are my AirPods about to die? Oh, I'm like they've been sitting in the charging case for a week now. Maybe the charging case is dead. Fucking probably is. Um, give me one second. Let me just change these out. My headphones are like right here. Okay. Um, while I do that though, oh my headphones aren't right here. Um. Everyone thought you were yelling at me when you were saying how. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I didn't really like the show that much, but. I I thought uh, Gacy versus Braun was a great reminder of how Gacy is still a great wrestler. And Braun had some incredible moments in it, too. Um, 
uh, as far as everything else, Creed Brothers vs. Viking Raiders was an insane match. That that I would I would give a lot of credit to. Um, there was uh, there was another one. The women's tag match was nothing special. Um, what other matches? Oh, uh, the triple threat: Cameron Grimes, Solo Sokoa, uh, and Carmelo. That was great. Um, yeah, I'm still pissed about the ending of the um uh, of last night's episode. With um, but... oh, with the hooded figures. Yeah, that was so Just, stupid. They appeared and faded to black. <laughs> it was stupid. Anyway, um, more news. Uh, yeah. Um, the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament um, uh, participants were announced, um, and it's going to be Ariana Grace, Kiana James, Sloane Jacobs, Lash Legend, Fallon Henley, Tatum Paxley, Roxanne Perez, and Nikita Lyons. I think it's very obvious who's fucking winning this. It's either Roxanne Perez or Nikita Lyons. I guarantee you it's Roxanne Perez, because she mm-hmm. has not gotten like much traction yet. She was and she's very obviously... Yeah, you know, she was already thrown in with Toxic Attraction, so. Yeah. Um, but uh, it will be very interesting to see what Ariana Grace can do. Yeah. But considering I'm forward to she's seeing... Santino Morella's daughter. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what is going to happen. Yeah. Um, as a little segue, um, AEW star guy who's there sometimes and isn't there a lot of the time, Colt Cabana is going to be in the Young Rock, apparently, as the Brooklyn Brawler. I think he already or was. was. He was in it last night's episode, I believe. Um, which, you know, good for him. Yeah. Um, also, there is confirmation that Stu Grayson is no longer with AW. They could not come to an agreement on their contract. Um, so, sad news. Hopefully, we see him in other things mm-hmm. relatively soon. Oh, um, I, I would. I mentioned this to you earlier, but I would love to see him in, in a Japanese promotion, especially yeah. with how Noah is opening up to more foreign talents. It'd be great if they picked up Stu Grayson too. Definitely. Um, also, it looks like um, Tony Deppin was apparently backstage tonight for AEW, which is interesting because he was not on anything. He had an elevation so match. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, cool. Against um, against John Silver, I think. Very cool. Um, it's fun to see him. Yeah, Tony Deppin is one of my favorite Ring of Honor wrestlers. I love to see all of his matches on GCW. Yeah. Um. Also, apparently, Tony Khan has officially become the owner of Ring of Honor today. So hopefully, we will see something cool happen there. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a streaming um, deal soon. Yeah. Also, apparently, Tony Shivani said that he refuses to be part of Dark Side of the Ring. He said that he wants nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he's seen how people who go on it end up getting treated. And he wants nothing to do with that. He said he wants to be viewed as somebody who has too much respect for the industry. And I was like, all right, no. sure, Tony. I, I read what he said. He he also added that it has to do with how Dark Side of the Ring edits their episodes and how right. they swing storylines, which is what a TV show was supposed to do. Um, 
but even somebody who came out looking good in an episode, Rob Van Dam, he expressed uh, disagreement in how Dark Side of the Ring edits their edits their episodes. But at the same time, the people that look bad are the people that said dumb shit in the first place. Without the context of the episode, even in play, Ric Flair still looks like a piece of shit. Tommy Dreamer still looks like a piece of shit outside of the episode. It's like, yes, the episode is edited to craft storylines. I've worked on a show where you have to take reality and and find storylines in there to make a show out of you can't just give straight up reality and nobody's gonna watch it um so there there is a reason to it but i understand the criticisms criticisms of it however you're not gonna get flagged uh if you didn't say dumb shit yeah definitely um Good enough reasoning, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, speaking of shows, AEW wants to do a new show. Uh, I guess there's a new show coming to TBS, and it's going to be sort of a backstage all-access sort of uh, reality. Here's what goes in the making of our show kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to get people to help name it. So yeah, I think they sent out like emails um, asking for naming options um i'm very excited for this if it's like a like a backstage all like like you said all access kind of thing um where they unveil the curtain a little bit still have some people in character to a certain extent but um, yeah like how roads to the top kind of raised that curtain um i think that's what they're going for really at the end of the day is just a replacement for that yeah that's a very good point um also some AEW news. Um they listed some people who are going to be included in the AEW roster. It's still very sparse and obviously a lot of people are going to be omitted. They said um I think the roster is like pretty it's going to be pretty big, but right now it's not that many people. Um as of today, there is Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Hikaru Shida, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Owen Hart according to Body Slam. And then according to Fightful Select, Sting, CM Punk, Danielson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho. And then there's Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose. They were uh, showcased in the all the arcade or AW arcade. Um, yeah. This is not the complete roster, but the uh, they said the, the oh the uh Idro asked the complete roster for what? For AW Fight Forever. Yeah. They're they're oh, yeah, video game. Um they said I think it was Sean Ross Sapp who said that the roster will be 50 uh playable wrestlers which isn't a lot it's like if we're doing two different promotions two two brands whatever in in universe mode it's 25 for each of us it's not a lot (laughs) yeah um but maybe that opens up for uh for more like dlcs hopefully free dlcs Create a wrestlers if they have that. It would be great if they did do that. Um, but they also announced that the game will be on console and PC, which is a very good sign. Yeah, that'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, 
Also, my final piece of news is just kind of an interesting little piece of news that I thought was really fun. Um, apparently, a California-based Lucha Libre promotion called Pro Wrestling Revolution um, worked with a company called Master Public, um, and they got a P3 group visa for 37 pro wrestlers from Japan. Um, this is going to allow stars from Noah and Dragon Gate to come over and wrestle in Pro Wrestling Revolution starting later this year, um, which I thought was really awesome and could be really cool. Yeah. Now, now that the now that travel is opening up, it's great to see all these different wrestlers going to different countries and wrestling. Like we got Ninja Mac and Noah now, which is insane. Um, yeah. Very excited to see what the future looks like for international wrestling. Yeah, could be cool. Yeah, could be fun. Like we had a um uh uh Konosuke Takeshita on AW. We're gonna get him, I think, on Rampage this week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, so let's get into today's episode. We started off immediately with the Owen Hart uh, tournament qualifier, Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy, the world's oldest match. Yeah, and it went exactly how you would imagine. Um, we start with Jeff wrenching the arm of Fish and then a shoulder tackle to him before Jeff does his cute little dance. Um, Bobby goes for the hip toss on Hardy. Hardy then reverses that, turns it into a hip toss on Bobby, um, right into a sleeper hold. We then have a dragon screw to Jeff and a sliding lariat, but the pin provides absolutely nothing. Um, then we get a really bad snapmare that was very clunky for a very basic move um, into like, um, basically Bobby did like a cannonball, but like over the ropes, um, but it misses because Jeff rolls ringside. Bobby follows him, hits him with a dragon screw into the barricade. At this time, we are alerted to the fact that Darby and Sting are watching because for some reason, we needed an entire Owen Hart tournament to set up the Darby versus Jeff match. Um, then I'm trying to scroll, but I can't find my mouse. All right. Um, then a jawbreaker is blocked uh, by Fish. And then another jawbreaker is blocked by Fish with a knee to the face. And then a third actually connects with Fish. Um, Fish ends up kicking Jeff in the face a couple times. Uh, we get some back elbows to Bobby, though, and then some forearms. And then he hits the inverted atomic double leg drop, drop, kick, drop elbow. Because it's not a Jeff Hardy match if we don't get that cycle of moves. Um, Jeff then hits the twist of fate, goes up top for the swanton. Um, Bobby gets up, kicks Jeff in the face, hits him with the Avalanche Falcon Arrow, which is a massive fucking move. Like, it looks horribly painful. Mm -hmm. And I hate that it's something that people can kick out of. I feel like that should be a finisher. Like, that should be it. <laughs> There's, like, nothing looks like it hits as hard as that particular move. What's it called? An Avalanche Falcon Arrow. Mm. Yeah. Um... But anyways, uh, Bobby covers. He doesn't get the pin. Goes right into the heel hook, but Jeff reaches the ropes. Um, 
Bobby then runs right into an elbow from Jeff and then a somersaulting kick to the back of the head of Bobby. Jeff then goes up top for the swanton, gets it because God forbid we give Bobby Fish a goddamn thing in this world. Oh, and then Jeff wins. As I meant when I said that we are using the Owen Hart tournament just to set up the stupid Jeff versus Darby match. I think it'll be a fun match. Don't care about. Be fun. You guys who don't care about their bodies. Yeah, but like, it's a wrestler versus an edge lord, and I can't stand watching him. They should make every level of the Owen Cup like a different stipulation. Like the qualifiers yeah. are normal matches. Se the the first round of matches is like a do something simple like a tables match. Third round coffin match. Imagine getting uh getting Samoa Joe into a coffin. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> um, then the finals is like uh blood and guts, but only two guys <laughs> or dog collar. Oh, there you go. Um, so after the match, the the young bucks come out and they go face to face with the Hardys for for a hot second before going to um ten to Red Dragon. It seems like they're calming down with the tension between the two teams. Yeah. I think I think they're you know calming it so that when when it does happen, it'll be more of a surprise. Um. But that obviously won't happen until Kenny's back. You didn't go get this. No. Um, so then we had a video package for Blackpool Comic Club, the one that they posted on social media, um, which was very cool. And then we get Blackpool Combat Club versus AFO, Butcher Blade and Angelico, who we haven't seen in a while. In a while. Yes, because he has been injured. Yeah. Um... So we start with a bit of a brawl, and then um, I put my matches away, um, and then we continue with Blade versus um, Danielson. Not much happens. It's a lot of shoving. Um, Angelico gets in. He gets the weirdest submission on Danielson. It's like a Texas Cloverleaf, but like holding him up with his hands, so he's all arm strength. Anyways, Danielson rolls him up. Um, kicks him in the chest, strikes the shit out of him. Um, and then we get a hard left hand to Yuta from Angelico, but Blade um, gets in off that, gets drop kicked by Yuta. Yuta then drop kicks Butcher, who comes in, who no sells the shit out of it. Um, he shoves Yuta into Angelico, who kicks him, but then gets promptly kicked off the apron. Um, and then Yuta hits a German suplex on the Butcher, because of course he does. Um, then we get Moxley, and Moxley just goes to fucking town. He attacks everyone, um, lays out the blade, like, just ragdolls the poor dude. Um, back in the ring, Moxley bites Butcher, but gets kicked in the head by a helico, kind of rocks him for a second. Um, but it doesn't rock him enough, because then he, like, fucking clotheslines the absolute piss out of on helico. Um... And then we do that cute little thing where everybody in um, Blackpool Combat Club come in, like, you know, Yuta gets, like, the rear naked choke on Butcher, and uh, Moxley does whatever the fuck Moxley does. Um, and then 
Danielson, who was stomping on the head of Angelico, uh, puts Angelico into the label lock? Or was it the cattle mutilation? No, it wasn't the cattle mutilation. Um, I think it was the label lock. Okay, I wasn't paying attention to the submission hold. Um, but he taps Angelico out. Uh, yeah, he did the he did the foot stomps, yeah, and then Yeah. He normally only goes for the cattle mutilation as like a backup, I think. Like I said, I wasn't paying attention to the actual move itself. I was just paying attention to there were also three separate moves happening at the same time from Mox, Yuda, and Danielson. Yeah. Um, so then we get Hobbs and Ricky Starks in an interview. Um, Ricky says, look at me and Hobbs. We're not scared. Uh, Jurassic Express walk in and um, Jungle Boy says, I thought about what you suggested. A tag team title match. Sounds like fun to me. Then I thought more. You seem like a spicy guy to me. Before you two get a shot at these, give me a shot of that FTW bell. Uh, Stark says, I accept your challenge. I am FTW champ for a reason. I'm going to show you what a real man is all about. And then we get Keith and Swerve. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. Um, Swerve says, they're top five tag teams, but you have unfinished business with us. Keith Lee says, dubious, questionable. Unproven can all be described for Team Taz. You will serve in you will swerve in our quarry. The man's gotta stop with his fucking word vomit. He's just playing Scrabble now. <laughs> He's like a fucking youth pastor. <laughs> God. Um so then we get Wardlow versus MJF's mystery opponent. MJF comes out and he says, I would love to say it's great to be back in Maryland. But then I'd be a lying piece of shit. And the way he's just so blunt there. It's full stop. It was great. Uh, speaking of, hey, everybody look, it's Wardlow. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm not out here. Uh, I'm not going to stand out here because I can't stand looking at these pigs for one minute. But you should be terrified of the man about to walk through that curtain. Seven feet of sheer power. A man who's never taken an L. And then W. Morrissey walks out. And then we begin our match. Morrissey looks fantastic. His walkout is the same as Impact. That's why I think they're doing a crossover, because his and Deanna's were their Impact walkouts. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but um, William Morrissey. <laughs> Um, makes his way to the ring. Wardlow ends up spearing Morrissey into a corner, and then um, Morrissey... Um, oh, rather, he spears Morrissey into the corner after we kind of dance around a little bit. Um, a lot of, like, setting up. Morrissey then splashes Wardlow in the corner. Wardlow spears him in the other corner again. Morrissey then sends Ro Wardlow over the ropes and uh, does, like, a little dance. Like, it does a little... Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was like mocking um, or something. Yeah, he was having fun. <laughs> um, he then slams Wardlow into the apron several times after basically telling the crowd to fuck off because they were chanting for Enzo and he more or less said, fuck that guy. <laughs> he, he does like the Enzo dance and then 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Um, primo. Um, then he hits the boss man slam on Wardlow. It's still not enough. At this point, it's very obvious that Wardlow looks like a regular ass dude next to Morrissey because Morrissey is so fucking impressive. Um, Wardlow's then put up top, but he fights uh, Morrissey down, hits a moonsault off the top rope onto him. Then he powerbombs Morrissey, and that's enough to call it a day. Yeah, only one powerbomb. Uh, but I think it was Excalibur who said it was a special powerbomb. Um, but the way Morrissey was kind of working his character, working the crowd, I feel like this was kind of a tryout. Whatever. It might have been. He wanted to prove that he didn't he didn't need Enzo after most of his career with Enzo. Um, so I think he did a really good job. I mean, we've been watching him on Impact, and he's incredible by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but although I did think about if if the plan is, instead of Forbidden Door is to maybe swap talent for a little bit, have somebody from AEW go to Impact. What they could do for Slam Adversary is um, Ethan Page challenges Josh Alexander for the Impact title. North versus the North. Um, That does bring bring Macklin into question because he is next in line um, after Under Siege. They could make it a triple threat. That is Macklin's thing, I guess. Yeah. Plus, they could have Ethan Page lose without losing. Yeah, okay. I kind of see what you're doing there. And uh, I I feel like Josh versus Ethan Page sounds like a great Slammiversary uh, main event. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then security starts coming out and Wardlow fights all of them off. Like, like that is a ton of security. <laughs> he even throws one guy into another guy. <laughs> um, he says, I'm not going to stop until I get my hands on you, MJF, and you release me from my contract. MJF says, settle down. You want to get your hands on me and a release, right? How would you feel if me and you had a little match? little match and if you win i'll let you out of your contract you people want to see me and wardlow hey wardlow you're on but i got a couple conditions and i'll give you those conditions in a contract signing i can assure you that won't happen in a dump like this that contract signing will be happening in the most magical place on earth uh, known as long island new york what do you think the stipulation is going to be I feel like it's going to be like no power bombs and extreme rules only for MJF. That that is a possibility. What if it's like <laughs> um Wardlow in a cage and MJF's outside of the cage. MJF's just, just poking him. a kendo stick through the cage at him. <laughs> that would be kind of funny actually. <laughs> or it's like Wardlow tied to one of the turnposts. He's like chained to it. Maybe. Maybe. Wardlow on a pole match. 
it'll probably be handicapped. It'll be like MJF and Spears versus Wardlow. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's fair. They can use uh, chairs and stuff. Um, all right, so then we get uh, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker in a promo. Um, Tony and Ruby are wearing matching outfits, and Britt says, We missed the memo to wear our, match, our matching black crop tops. But anyway, every page in the history books has Britt Baker DMD written on it. Uh, Ruby says, I cannot listen to you talk for one more second. I don't even... I don't know when we agreed to this crap. This is no physicality crap. But Tony can't wait to get a hold on you in the first round, Jamie. And I owe you, Britt, a receipt. If you're waiting for us to leave, we're going nowhere. Um, and he didn't have Tony or Jamie say anything. Disappointing. Because I love hearing them talk. Which, But that's been the case for like the last few. Jamie normally doesn't talk. Tony sometimes does. Tony's she... been really quiet lately, though. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember her being a bad promo or anything. No. I don't know. Tony's going through it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So then we had an interview with Adam Page. Um. He's 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 with Tony Schiavone in the ring, and he says. It'd be real easy for me to come out here and say how much I respect CM Punk. It'd be real easy to say how much I look forward to shaking his hand and standing across from the best in the world. And it'd be real easy to say how much I'm looking forward to having a classic with him at Double or Nothing. It'd be real easy, but that's not going to happen. At Double or Nothing, there's not going to be a handshake, a masturbatory Bret Hart match. I'm gonna, I'm going to destroy CM Punk. I see you out there in the CM Punk shirt. Uh, talking to somebody in the crowd. This is when I'm done with him. You're going to run back to the merch stand and return it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. CM Punk is not here tonight. And if I were a betting man, I'd say he's off filming another TV show. But wherever you are, I want you to hear me. I'm going to embarrass you. You want to fight? You've got one. It'll be the fight of your life. Maybe the storyline of, of Hangman's reign is like... He just wants, like, he's he's a masochist. He, he wants himself mutilated, and so he's trying to get CM Punk to mutilate him. Because every title defense, he's bled a lot. It's either been, uh, like, a no-holds-barred match, Texas death match, shit like that, or just Danielson making him bleed a lot. Yeah. Maybe he just wants the same from Punk. I like the idea that, like... It's sort of that, like, absolute power corrupts absolutely kind yeah. of thing. I want the title to make him go mad. Yeah, yeah. I want him to go fucking crazy. That I want cool. this man to be at his very lowest, and Kenny Omega comes back, and he's like, hey, Hanger, and suddenly they're friends again. Maybe, maybe the storyline could also be, like, <clears throat> the title also, like, took away Kenny's ability to fight. Like, that's why he was in rehab for so long. Do something with that. See, now that I've come up with my idea, I'm actually very attached to it. <laughs> and now that if they don't do it, you're going to be disappointed. Bingo! Um, then, speaking of disappointed, we get a promo from Jay Lethal. He says, what about the red carpet? Oh, no. Sanjay Dutt says, what about the red carpet for the greatest wrestler from India? 
What about for Jay Lethal? Jay says, where's my red carpet? Takeshita, our animosity isn't your fault. It's AEW's fault. How about me and you on Rampage one-on-one? I'll show you what a real international star looks like. Then we had Santana versus Chris Jericho in a grudge match. Yes. So Santana starts off by not allowing the wizard. (laughs) Yeah, they announced him as the wizard. (laughs) He doesn't allow the wizard, Chris Jericho, to finish his walkout. Instead, he flies out onto him. Chops him a little bit. Throws him around a little bit. Gets him back in the ring. We hit the bell. Um, As the bell gets hit, Matt Menard grabs the boot of Santana, who gets distracted by that. He um, gets kicked in the head by Jericho and then falls onto some steel steps that he actually set up himself. So it's kind of his fault that he landed on them. Um, Santana then counters Jericho, sends him into the mat. he counters a bulldog, sending Jericho balls first into the turnbuckles. Um, he lariats Jericho, and then we get the three amigos. Um, Jericho puts Santana in the walls of Jericho, but Santana reaches the ropes, um, chops Jericho some more. We then get like a cutter to Jericho. Um, I think his name, uh, Jeff Parker. Um, I don't remember. He's Angelo Parker. Angelo Parker. Sure. Angela Parker wants to hit Santana with a bat, but Ortiz stops him, hits him, um, or stops him. Uh, we get a discus lariat to Jericho from Santana, and then a cannonball onto him. It looks like a powerbomb. Um, Excalibur was like, I don't know what he's going for. Meanwhile, he's got Jericho's head between his legs and has him like in the position. I was like, <laughs> Excalibur, I know exactly what he's doing, and you should too. Um, but Matt Menard distracts. Ortiz then helps and pulls Menard off the um, apron, but it's not in enough time to um, save Santana from the low blow from Jericho. And then once the ref, Aubrey, turns around, Jericho hits Santana with the Judas effect to win, yada, yada, yada. Do you think, uh, what, what do you think the goal is with this whole rebranding? Because you got the wizard Chris Jericho with his fireballs. You got Daddy Magic, Matt Lee. I hope that they're all just like, um, you know, in Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, how Job has his like, um, council of magicians that like mm. he gets like barred from because he like talked about how to do a trick. I hope it's like that. I hope it's like a council of magicians, like shitty magicians though. Daniel Garcia is gonna come out in like a Fantasia robe. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I'm I'm excited to see what developments happen next week. Yeah. Um. So then we get a promo from Samoa Joe. He says, "Jay Lethal, you're out here making challenges, but challenges are the territory of brave men. Are you a brave man? This Friday, I'm coming for you." Uh, we then get the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. Um, gun. Uh, somebody in Gun Club says Gun Club have arrived. We talked to Pa, and we got you gifts. Continue this. I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um. Uh, they they open the gifts and reveal scissors. And Anthony Bowen says this is the key to our heart. And Billy Gunn raises some fingers and says, "Stick it in here, boys." 
so then, uh, did you want to say your thought, or do you want me to continue? Yeah, um, I just saw somebody mention something that I think might be very smart. Hmm. What if the Joker's Miro? Because Miro versus Samoa Joe. Meaty men slapping meat. We know Tony Khan loves it. That would be a really, really good match. But who wins? Well, I don't know the answer to that one, but... Miro wins, and with Kip Sabian helping. Because Kip Sabian's been in the crowd the whole time. You can even have him keep the, ma the paper bag on. He just runs out, fucks the... I don't know, sprays Samoa Joe with something, and then... Miro wins. I know you've suggested that it's Cesaro. Um, I I am less likely to think it's Cesaro. I think it's going to be like Hikaleo. Okay. Tease that New Japan crossover. Okay. Well, when the time comes, maybe we can take bets. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Speaking of making bets, uh, let me just say this now. Tomorrow, during our Impact Post Show, we'll be doing our, our predictions for Backlash. WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say. Um, so then we had Varsity Blondes in the ring. Brian Pillman Jr. says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I stand here before you, humbled by my experiences, not here, uh, right here in AEW, humbled by our encounter with the House of Black many months ago, the encounter that led to the poisoning of the mind of Julia Hart." Julia's standing there, all emo, just like. Standing perfectly still, not moving, just like tired of varsity blonde shit. Um, the ho most humbling experience of all is watching everything get torn apart little by little. That brings me to a quote from the best friend of my late father, John Horville, and he's at ringside, like in the crowd. Uh, you always told me, attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I'd be lying if I said I didn't lose sight of that quote. I got comfortable, complacent. We lost our enthusiasm. That's when they crept in and drove us apart. I'm here to tell you today is a new day, and I'm feeling real goddamn enthusiastic. He screamed that because he could tell the crowd was getting bored. Yes. Um, About protecting the one thing that made us whole. Ladies and gentlemen, Varsity Blondes, House of Black, here in Baltimore. Let's fight. House of Black then makes their entrance. They surround the Varsity Blondes with Julia still in the corner. And a whole brawl ensues. Uh, Malachi approaches Julia. Excuse me. Um, Buddy moves, uh, escorts Julia over to Griff Garrison, who's lying down on the mat. Um, Brody then hands a chair to Julia. Um, but Julia refuses and throws it away. Malachi then forcibly rips the eye patch off of uh, Julia. Um, but then Death Triangle come out for the save. And and you could tell huge disparity in experience um, from Varsity Blondes being in the ring and, and making their promo, making their case, and then House of Black coming in 
you could see the difference in like performance levels and and intensity yeah but i mean it also requires different like they have different levels of intensity just right based on gimmick yeah but this is very much uh riverdale yeah 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 um so yeah death triangle comes out to make the save and then we go backstage to jade cargill and the baddies Still don't understand why Red Velvet is one of the baddies. She was just a face. Yeah. Um, so Jade confusing. says... Hmm? Said a little confusing. So Mark Sterling is talking about how Red Velvet qualified for the Owen Hart Cup. And Red Velvet says, not only did I qualify, I'm going to win the whole damn thing. Jade says, that'd make two champs in the baddie section. Let's keep the celebration going. And we go back to the ring, Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin, and Julia's still in the ring. <laughs> and then he's just kind of staying there, like. She's <laughs> like, still just like standing against the ropes, covering her eye. And Phoenix is like, dude, get out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking funny as shit, though. Oh, God. And then Dante Martin comes out, and the match starts. Yeah. And we start with some high-flying shit, as the entire match was high-flying shit. I don't know why I made that my so that we started with it. Um, Ray goes off the ropes with a crossbody lateral press to ringside. Back in the ring, we get a backflip Russian leg sweep, as Excalibur called it. That is not my words, that is his. Um, to Martin, then some strangely inside-out maneuver to Phoenix. Um, we get a crossbody to Phoenix, and then... Some sort of, like, suplex? I don't know. Phoenix basically took Martin and, like, threw him overhead, but, like, held on to him like a suplex would go. Um, then we get a Hurricane Rana to Phoenix and a Common Gary to Martin. Um, a near powerbomb to Martin as well. But Phoenix then decides, instead of the powerbomb, why not just do a pop-up cutter? Can never be simple. Yeah. Um, Phoenix then wants, like, some sort of a driver, muscle buster, or something or other. But Martin rolls him up, hits him with a super kick that, like, definitely, it was a leg slap and a half. Um, Martin then goes up top. He, um, Phoenix goes up and meets him up there. Um, we get some failed flippy shit. Then, um... Phoenix ends up on the ground. Martin hits him with a very successful poison rana. Frightening to, frighteningly successful poison rana. <laughs> uh, Martin then goes up top for the nosedive, but Phoenix gets up too quickly. Um, he goes, he gets Martin down, goes off the ropes right into like a crossbody, but Martin catches him. Um, Phoenix then maneuvers away from that. Um, hits Martin with some funky little driver to win. Yes, and Ray Phoenix will be fighting Kyle O'Reilly. Um, a very large difference in, t- in uh, styles. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, then we had a promo from Darby Allen. He said, it's going to be a special night. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, Owen, uh, Owen Cup. Uh, Sting says, Jeff... I know you're going to pull out all the stops and it is going to be a special night. Um, 
God, Sting in AEW is something special. Like that's like yeah, that promo was not all there. No, but just staying in AEW in general, it's like we are so lucky to see that. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, so then Thunder Rosa comes out and she says, Everyone has a story to tell. Mine is full of good guys and bad guys, successes and failures. Tonight I stand in front of you as AEW Women's World Champion. I fought hard to fight and defend this against Nyla Rose in Texas. When I first came here, I had no expectations. Little did I know, I became a bloodline and backbone for this division. Bloodline? I know, she said that, I was like... <laughs> Naomi? Roman? <laughs> Roman versus Thunder Rosa, confirmed! <laughs> Thunder Rosa would love that. Um, I carried a heavy weight for a hard time. I was able to help and elevate the women's division. Today I can tell you I am La Mera Mera of this division. I am the top competitor and one of the best. I just want to fight the best. Before I was me, uh, before Thunder Rosa was Thunder Rosa, I drove under the clothesline of California to see one wrestler and one wrestler only. I would like to call out the number one contender. Serena Deeb comes out and she says, it's been a long time. I've watched you scratch and crawl your way to the top. You've earned where you stand. I truly believe we can make this the best women's division in the world, but in order for that to happen, the best women's wrestler in the world needs to be champion. Thunder Rosa says, Don't you see I am the best wrestler in the world today? Deeb says, Sure, you're the champion. That suggests you're the best. Let's be real. I am in a class all my own. It's about time that I have the championship to show that. Thunder Rosa says, Do you want to place a bet on this? Deeb says, I'll place a bet that you'll have the shortest women's title reign in AEW history. A double or nothing, I'm taking that title. I'll see you in Vegas. Funny when, when Thunder Rosa said, you want to put a bet on it. It's like, isn't the whole thing like you're betting the title on the match? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that is the bet. That's always the bet. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. It's like, did you think you guys were just going to fight for nothing? <laughs> just a grudge match yeah um but it's gonna be a killer match just based on uh that promo alone um so we also got announced that john silver will be fighting cm punk next week and to follow that up john silver says cm punk next week it's me versus you mano y mano let's freaking go and then we get Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo for the undisputed Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Yeehaw. Donald, fantastic. Um, so Deanna starts off by kicking away the handshake from Mercedes. Um, Mercedes gets a pump handle off onto Perrazzo um, until she then shoves Deanna into the corner. Deanna then decides to do some funky little things, which is basically like she took mercedes arm between her legs and like had her feet like this and then went like that and i was like ah arm ow um then we get a backdrop to diana and a big boot to the face um then we see a high pump kick and a moonsault press to martinez but diana doesn't get the pin um the fisherman buster is then put on to perazzo again no pin um then we get a weird inside-out sort of thing to Martinez. Um, Deanna goes up top, 
Martinez grabs her, hits her with the fireman's carry takeover, um, and then curb stomps her, and then gets her into a fun little dragon sleeper submission to. Yeah. to win that was a sick uh finisher i wish that we hadn't had commercials in it for like a fraction of it yeah the last eight minutes we had commercials and i think excalibur even said like we will go as long as we need to and did right on time yeah um i was uh, it's gonna be very weird with uh with diana having no belts at all on impact yeah, but I think this is a good... I, I, I think that she's going to still be fine. She's definitely going to be fine. But the question is, what's next? True. Um, she's got such a good presence. What do you think is next? I have literally no clue. I I mean... Uh, I, think, I think AEW could really do with her. Especially her relationship with Britt Baker. Um... They do want to fight each other. However, Diana and Chelsea Green could make a good tag team for the uh, knockout tag belts. True. The tag division is now lacking. So. And uh, that would, given Diana's um, open challenges in the past, might open up to women's tag open challenge which would be very interesting although i don't think they'll be the next ones it looks like the next winners are uh lady frost and giselle shaw yeah weird one but oh. um i was just sitting here by the way and i was like it smells like smells like lilac in here like that's really nice like what's going on and then i remembered that i lit that fucking candle and i was like oh, oh yeah i'm tired all right so we're gonna talk about bests of the night yeah i've been up for about 19 hours now that's just bananas all right so to remind everyone if you have a question for our, our Q&A after the best of the night, leave a comment. Uh, let us know in the chat. Leave a question in the chat. And we will answer it after the best of the night. If you Make it an easy question so my brain doesn't have to work too hard. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment. And we'll get to it in the next one. If you're, watching, if you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us Live. The questions could be anything, wrestling, non-wrestling, anything at all. All right, so you want to talk about promo of the night? See, um, I'm very tempted to give it to Varsity Blondes just because of how much I laughed. That was the That's most actually very fair. <laughs> Not the intended outcome, but I laughed hard. No, that's fair. Um. Also, Malachi Black screaming at what is essentially a child. <laughs> um, I don't even know if she's graduated high school. She's 20. I'm sure she's, she's graduated 20? high school. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Am I, uh, she was, when, when she started, she was still like 18, I think. Yeah. 
They said she so, was 20 on commentary, and I also told okay. you she was 20. When you, when you said she's a child. Yeah, or, she's basically a child. You said she was in high school. Um, I feel like going through your 20s is like dog years, where it's like 20 to 21 is one year, but like also it's seven years. Yeah. Alright, so um, I also very much enjoyed Thunder Rose's promo. I think this is being set up a lot better than her versus Nyla Rose was. Um, it was a lot less um, Vicky. Hate, hate, hateful comments. Racism. Bigotry? I don't know. You know, say love me. All the above. Anyways, yeah. Ignorance. Um, Adam Page's promo was also really good and, and throws a little wrench in the story. Adds a little twist to it. Um, we'll go over to Thunder Rosa. Okay. Personally. I thought that was kind of a weak promo, but I'll take your word for it. I thought so. Really? Yeah. Her, it's just something about... She's kind of got a Deanna Praza voice where like her voice is just not... Commanding. Hmm. Um, I mean, would you rather go with Adam Page? Sure. Okay. Adam Page. Just because she 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 comes out and sometimes she just doesn't sound so sure of like what she's doing out there. Okay. Alright. Um. So Next up, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Ready for your three options? I've hand-selected these of all the competitors today. Okay. Not many because there were no tag matches. Fair. Diana Perrazzo. Okay. W. Morrissey. All right. And Ray Phoenix. Okay. Ray Phoenix. That's who I'd pick as well. How could you not? Yeah. All right, let's talk about match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and we'll talk about which one's the match of the night. <laughs> exactly. So, there weren't any matches today that were, like, really bad. The worst one was a 5 out of 10. This actually was a tag match. I completely forgot about this. Uh, BCC versus AFO. <sighs> yeah, that, was, that was a pretty decent match. I mean... I was just happy to see on Helico again. Yeah. Angelico's that submission he did immediately was insane. It was fucking weird. I liked it. I think uh Excalibur says that Angelico is the master of Mexican submission. Mexican lucha submission, something like that. Okay. Um well also uh, uh Regal said that he trained in the British style of wrestling. Hmm. So Okay. Well rounded boy. Yeah. Um, next up, 6 out of 10, Santana versus Chris Jericho. This is a decent enough match. I want more magic, though. Give us more fireballs. Instead of low blows, we should get fireballs. That'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, fucking Scarlett and Keith Lee were able to do it in front of a crowd. Albeit a small one. But, Chris Jericho can do it. Yeah, why not? Chris Jericho can ask Aubrey to blade his head in the in the middle of a crowd, so 
Sure. <laughs> uh, next up, six out of ten, Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy. That was a fun match. Um, wasn't anything exceptional. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, next up, seven out of ten. The last three are kind of tied, but so there's room for argument if you don't agree. Okay. Um, seven out of ten. Mar Mer uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Diana Perazzo. I thought this was a great match, but there was a the commercial break did not help this at all, one bit. Yeah. Um, if we were to get this match without commercial break, much better. It would be, it would be a lot better. Um, but Diana still looked fantastic. Mercedes looked great too. Um, I'm I'm also just not a fan of the outcome. Had Diana won, this might have been a little higher, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next up, seven out of ten. Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin. Now this is controversial, with what what is uh, uh, the ma match of the night, in my opinion. But I thought Phoenix versus Dante was a great match. Um, a lot of flippy shit, a lot of cool shit, a lot of counters. Love love the match with a lot of counters. And now match I thought was match of the night, seven out of ten. Wardlow versus W Morrissey. I see your face. I thought I thought this was a ton of fun. I thought fucking Wardlow's moonsault was incredible. Morrissey's showing us some athletic shit that he doesn't show off in Impact much. Um, plus Morrissey working the crowd. Um, Wardlow only needing one power bomb against Morrissey, showing that he is growing in power. And also, just like it was just fun. So much fun involved in this match. Everyone was just having a good time. <laughs> I have to go with Phoenix versus Martin. Alright. Just because well, content wise that was stronger. Can we can we agree to disagree and say Diana and Mercedes? No, because I didn't like the Diana Mercedes match. I'd quicker say Wardlow and Morrissey you if didn't that's like that happened. match. Diana didn't even get close to getting the Fujiwara armbar, and that just made her look weak as fuck. She almost got in twice. Did she? Yeah. Well, definitely wasn't enough for me to notice, because I didn't fucking put that in my notes at all. One Mercedes uh, countered into a roll-up, and the other one, um, I forget how it was countered, but they, they, she, got, she tried to get it in twice. Well, she definitely should have gotten an opportunity to get it in, make it look like, oh, she might get it, and then have Mercedes reach the ropes. That might have happened at one point. Well, if it did, then it wasn't nearly long enough for me to notice it all, because I usually don't miss something that big. All right, I'll, I'll say I'll say Phoenix versus, uh, versus Dante Martin. Fine. All right. Hey, I gave you uh, the 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 buyout of uh, Morrissey and Wardlow if you wanted it, really. No, no, no. Okay. All right, so. Those are our best of the night. Liz, I don't think we have any questions to answer. Well, my question is, where's Pepita? 
Okay. That's not very helpful. But... Alright. Would you like to close out the show? I think I would. Um, if you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. I hope to see you tomorrow. And happy Mother's Day. Even if you're Cinco not a mother. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We're um, just going to talk about Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. Yeah, we're not talking about wrestling. Um, we'll come live to you with some fresh cerveza. Fresh beer? Yep. <laughs> right off the vine. Uh, <laughs> I'm really fucking tired. I'll, I'll, I'll close out for you. Thank you all for watching. Follow and subscribe. Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Twitch. It's all the Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron on Twitter. Liz is at Eliza at Elaine23. We'll see you all tomorrow for Impact. We'll also be doing our predictions for WrestleMania Backlash. Excuse me. Um, which we'll be covering this Sunday. Right? It's a Sunday. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you all tomorrow for Impact. Have a great rest of your night. And we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>